0: All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, February 13th. Fuck it. It's a Rob feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton.
1: Yeah, I'm Pat. Uh, happy pre-Valentine's Day, everybody. We're here a day early uh, with, a, with a box of chocolates and a bouquet of flowers for all of our listeners. Because, Clayton, the movies are opening on Wednesday this week. They are going for the a wide berth. With these two movies this weekend. So, this is a five day, six day weekend, right? A Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then, next Monday is President's Day. Long weekend to try and just. Uh, he, I'll throw this out, Clayton. With Madam Webb and with Bob Marley, One Love, it feels like the studios are trying to do a little bit of tenant math. Now, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you remember in what was that August 2020, September 2020, whenever it was that Tenet opened up, they tried to do some funky math from the studios, basically rolled two weeks into a weekend a- and foreign countries into the domestic. And we all broke it down on a classic episode back in the opening weekend of Tenet. We set it all straight. but We
0: were the first to do it.
1: We were the first to do it. and Remember, and Deep Popcorn said you guys were right. Yep. Deep Popcorn, the 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 insider in the business, Hollywood insider, he he knew that we came up with the correct number, cut through the BS that Warner Brothers put out with that Tenant opening weekend. And I, I mean, this isn't, I, I don't think what the studios are doing this weekend is as shady as what Tenant did, but I think they are just trying to, get as high of a number reported as possible because there is a good chance all the numbers are going to be disappointing
0: mm-hmm. for
1: these two movies. So that's what we got ahead of us. This is the weekend preview for the movies opening on Wednesday, Valentine's day, February fourteenth. So which one do you want to talk about first? You got Bob Marley, one love you got, uh, Madam Webb.
0: Wow. It's like Sophie's choice.
1: She had a pick. She couldn't say neither. The guy was like, "You got to pick." Mm-hmm. And Clayton, that's what I'm telling you. Got to pick. You can't say neither because if you say neither, then I'll I'll make you. I guess both both of them. Yeah.
0: Then after we talk about we have to talk about both at the same time. Right. Let's not have that. That's bad radio. Let's do Bob Marley. Okay. Um, I feel like in Bohq
1: when we and you have talked about this in passing. I'm a lot higher on this than you are yeah um I mean for weeks and weeks and weeks I've been saying this would be the one that would be bigger
0: of the um, two Madam Webb of the and, two and Marley. Of, yeah
1: yeah of and and I feel like you pushed back where are you at
0: now on this movie and I'm still and pushing back I'm still pushing okay back because okay. two words okay Sydney Sweeney Bob Marley has no stars. Wow, just the IP, which is Bob Marley, which is a question mark. I mean, we talked about this with the the great
1: Rob uh,
0: from Rob Harvilla from sixty songs. songs. Yeah, and you know he was on my side. He thinks this is not going to be anything big, and I think that. The idea of Sydney Sweeney on the big screen again, possibly in a Spider Woman costume. Now I know superheroes are on the wane, but still, there's something there's,
1: there. There's been I no th-
0: teasing of that.
1: There's been yeah, you look no, there, at these there, ads.
0: There is teasing. I that, haven't seen absolutely. her in latex.
1: I haven't seen Sydney Sweeney
0: in latex. Well, in then you know here's here's what I've realized, Pat. Okay. I am the only man, only person, person in the world, person who pays attention to trailers because if you pay attention to the trailer, you will see there is a shot of her in spandex. It is very quick, but it, it very is very quick. That's the not same marketing. way. Shut up. No, the same no. way. There's no, there's the no, sh- no, shut
1: up. No, shut up. No, shut up. Shut up. The you're same talking way. about a frame. If you're telling me Sydney, sweetie and spandex is selling me on Madam web, you start the movie, you start the trailer that way. Don't make it an this, Easter egg. Don't make this, her in
0: spandex. Well, there's only Easter been, egg. there's only been one trailer for this. So oh, well, that's it's not one good. terrible trailer. That's Here's not good. The, just like I saw no in the trailer for mean girls, the only person in the world who saw the trailer for mean girls and knew that it was a musical because there were several dance numbers in it and people mouthing words to songs I use my context clues I pay attention I feel like everybody else in the planet must just uh, be in danger of getting hit by cars constantly because they're not paying attention I pay attention to trailers I paid attention there is a split second shot of of Sweeney in a Spider Woman costume great that's not
1: marketing though that's not helping
0: the box office you,
1: you're comparing okay you're comparing the way Sydney Sweeney in, in this trailer is shown in latex and spandex you're comparing that to the way Mean Girls hid that it was a musical. So right there, you're One making my te- point for me because One they're hiding. They're hiding that Sydney Sweeney is going to be in a superhero costume. One is so a tease. that's bad
0: marketing. One is a, a tease, tease. One is a, one is hiding. That's one is tease. teasing. It is tease. teasing. This is teasing. They're, that was hiding. They're not teasing Thank the you. audience.
1: This is hiding. This is hiding. Nope. It's not teasing. teasing. Teasing would be, is if you show it and then you say, uh, 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 wait until the full movie to get all of it. You know, teasing is Danica Patrick Bowl. Well, commercial. I
0: knew exactly where you were going there. That's got to teasing. Go to GoDaddy.com. That's teasing. Go Daddy da-
1: yes. GoDaddy.com, Danica Patrick, classic, classic commercials during the big game. Sorry I said the trademark phrase. I think we get one of those every season, so that was it. But the big game, Danica Patrick, GoDaddy commercials. That is teasing. Sydney Sweeney in a superhero costume for a, a flickering frame. In, in these trailers that only a, a crazy person could possibly notice. That's not marketing. That's not teasing. That's not
0: helping the box office here. Why hide that? The it's, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not in charge of the marketing, Pat. All I can no, tell you know is that. what I saw I'm not blaming and you. I saw it. So the fact that I saw it and you didn't see it, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming Since you didn't know that Mean Girls was going to be a musical, I knew it first. I knew it immediately. But they didn't want people to know. That's the whole point.
1: Sony should want people to know if Cindy Sweeney will be in a superhero costume.
0: Okay. I agree. I agree. But the main crux of the argument is that I pay attention and you don't. No, that's not the argument. The argument is
1: is marketing. For that aspect of this movie, if they wanted that to help the box office the way you think it would, people should be hit over the head with that. It shouldn't be hidden. It shouldn't be an, uh, something that only uh, a Dan Brown protagonist would be able to figure out. It should be a thing that is upfront. Sydney Sweeney's a superhero in this movie, and she's going to be wearing superhero clothes. That would actually get people to go. The way they're marketing that aspect now, it's not going to help this movie at all. It's not going to help it at
0: all. I think that, yes, this has been one of the worst marketing for a movie I've seen in a long time because that trailer is nonsensical. We've said it multiple times. It doesn't explain who the guy in the Spider-Man costume Mm -hmm. is. It why doesn't he's say he's not Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Why is he in a costume. black Spider-Man costume? Why is he not Venom? Because that's a black Spider-Man costume. Yeah. There are split-second shots of all of the young ladies in in Spider-Woman costumes. Those are all in the trailer, if you pay attention, which you don't. don't, why, are split don't, second. don't. why are they split-second? Why are they split-second, collecting? It's because te- they're teasing, and I don't— That's know. not teasing. That's hiding.
1: I think what's happening here is that this studio is really trying to hide— that this is a superhero movie and that it's a, a all girls superhero movie, which, okay, for what I, that... I think that's happening. I think that's happening. And I don't, then I'm sort of like, what else, what do you got if it's not that? But I think that... that's happening. I think this is a post the Marvels. We can't say that this is Sidney Sweeney's a superhero movie because the guys are going to hate that. Now, I think that's what's happening. I don't think that's a good idea, but I do think that's what's happening here.
0: That is a great theory. And I believe that that is what is happening here. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, the Marvels did not do well. And they are trying to make this more of a serious, gritty sort of, I mean, when you look at the Craven trailer, which of course that got pushed way back Mm-hmm. They were not promoting that as a superhero movie. That right. is a, a gory action thriller. Right. And so they are trying to move these genres around. I mean, this is, I know somebody mentioned, uh, Oh, it was great. Scott Mendelssohn mentioned butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make this into, this is a butterfly effect within a superhero universe. That's what they're trying to do. And yes, by, uh, teasing the fact that these young ladies are going to be in hiding. spandex and in, in spandex. They are doing a bad job, but at the end of the day, I will say the mere tease of Sydney Sweeney hiding it, dressed a like tease. spider woman is going to propel Danica this Patrick's movie is going to propel this movie above Bob Marley. That is the argument that is my argument is that the idea that she is dressed in spandex is going to at this point propel this movie over that movie that's I, all i'm saying i'm not getting into the marketing although we do think it's bad but but saying- the
1: marketing is is ruining the thing that you think would help because i agree that would help if 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 going into this weekend we were saying it's got bob marley one love Versus the movie where everyone knows Sydney Sweeney is going to be in a spandex latex superhero costume. And everyone knew that. And that was what this movie was about. I would say, yeah, Madam Web is going to be the favorite. But they've hidden that. They didn't get the GoDaddy Danica Patrick marketing team on making that trailer. And if they had, they would have had a tease. because. The GoDaddy commercials know how to tease. Yeah, the Madam Web commercials—they hide, and that's what they've done.
0: I I, I still disagree, but I also want to make a comment here that yes, this conversation is puerile because we are talking about a young lady in spandex. I, I, uh, yes, I, but but, but only I,
1: in terms of marketing, marketing and
0: box office. And the, the facts are, the facts are that there's a certain segment of the population mm-hmm. where that is an inducement. I'm not saying it's us. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying this is the world we live in. So, you know, uh, we have to discuss these sort of things. And I think that it might come off puerile. It might come off as something that is, you know, not 2024, but it is. It's still a a, a, it's still a thing. And so it. It, it, this day it, it, and age,
1: we still have to every once in a while bring the GoDaddy big game commercials into a conversation.
0: Absolutely. Because that was about titillation. Right. And there's a level of of wanting to be titillated at the theaters. And I think that's actually good because we're seeing that the, there's a turnaround now where, you know. These Marvel movies, not the not the Sony ones, but the other Marvel movies, completely sexless. And uh, there is a move more towards titillation. Of course, the four minutes of added hardcore pornography in uh, in uh, anyone but you. you. I mean, that's that's a movement in the right direction, I believe. So, yes, uh, at the end of the day, I'm answering your question in a very long winded manner. Mm Twelve minutes later. Yeah. Yes, this movie is going to do better, Madam Web, than the Bob Marley. Bob Marley, One Love. I I disagree. Give me your argument for Bob Marley and One Love. So
1: my argument is that it is a bigger IP. Bob Marley is a bigger IP that I think this coming weekend has more goodwill amongst audiences than Madam Web does. If you just compare them as what is a thing that people recognize, what is a thing that people have an affection for, what is a thing people have an interest in, the Bob Marley IP is bigger than whatever this Madam Web, this completely unclear Madam Web IP is. And listen, we've seen obviously different uh, uh, results from different biopics over the years. You know, uh, I, I want to dance with somebody, Colin, Whitney Houston, did not do well. But as a genre, listen, and musical biopics, of course, have been made fun of, and, and there's cliches and all that. But it's not a hated genre the way that superhero movies right now are a hated genre. Obviously, there's exceptions and, you know... We'll get into it with an email we got later. It's a, it's a, it's going to be a wild one when we read this email about superhero movies. But superhero movies are are on the wane. They are being derided right now, and I don't think musical biopics are that on the surface. You might have a Whitney Houston movie that people just don't have an interest in. They don't like that way that that movie. They know it's going to end, but it's not a genre that people are disgusted by the way they're disgusted by superhero movies. So I think you got a bigger IP in Bob Marley and you got a genre that is not the thing that people think is uncool. And none of these stars matter because I think Sydney Sweeney is being hidden. She's not being used well in the marketing of this movie. She's in it, but she's not being put at the center of this. And I think Dakota Johnson is just a big nothing. In terms of getting people to go to the movies, I know she was in the Fifty Shades movies that all were huge hits, but That's I I, I I think it's besides the point that she was in those. I don't think she gets much from those, and I think her her as the the center of a movie like this is about as a nothing as it's going to get. So, it doesn't matter that the Bob Marley movie doesn't have a big star playing Bob Marley because I don't think Dakota Johnson really matters in getting a single person to a theater this weekend. The
0: the question is Is Bob Marley a big enough IP to make people go to the theater? And here's where Bob Marley, One Love, or One Love, Bob Marley, whichever one it lands on and ends up being. Uh, The thing that could put this over is moviegoers who are walk-ups yes. who are not completely uh, 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 obsessed with movies. They're not the people who buy tickets beforehand week ahead of time, any of that stuff. They don't go on film, Twitter. They don't have a letterboxd. Mm-hmm. These sort of people who I like Bob Marley. I want to see this movie. It's as simple as that. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't have to tweet about it. Twitter X about it. They don't have to do a TikTok about it. They Mm -hmm. just walk up to a ticket booth and say one for one love Bob Marley or Bob Marley. One love. Those are the people that could take this over the Mm -hmm. Madam Web, because I don't there. There's going to be walk up business to Madam Web, of course, but the the pre the the pre-buying of tickets is 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 uh, something that superhero fans do. So you're going to get a good idea of who's actually going to go see that movie and less of a good idea of who's actually going to go see Bob Marley. I think the walk-ups is what's going to make the difference here. So are these general public walk-ups into Bob Marley? That is the real question, and that is going to make the difference.
1: I think, I think definitely more so than they're going to be into – the poorly reviewed joke of a new superhero movie with a character that no one has ever heard of before in, in g- general life. I'm sure there are people who've been waiting their whole life for there to be a Madam Webb movie, I'm sure, but that's a very small audience. This is Valentine's weekend, Clayton. You know, mm-hmm. Valentine's falls on a Wednesday, but I think couples are gonna be doing Valentine's stuff in the days after. Which of these movies, if either, gets any bump or, or seems like the first choice of just couples going to a movie.
0: That's a very interesting question. Cause I sort of think neither. Uh, I, I, it's but one of
1: them a, would be a, when one, one of them would be the more of a choice over the other, I guess, amongst but it's, it would be so
0: close to me. I, I think, you know, Bob Marley, maybe because there's at least songs that people might know. Exactly. Right. I mean, I think that's the thing. But I also don't think that there's going to be a lot of dates going to move these movies. I think they did a really bad job of, you know, putting out anything for Valentine's Day right now. I think. Anyone but you, obviously, with the extra four minutes of, of you know, Spice Channel level pornography is going right. to be some sort of inducement. And uh, I think that's going to get a nice bump, but it's not going to be the number one movie and it's not going to be a big enough bump to to really move the meter. So, God, I mean, if you OK, you have a wife. I do. I have my wife. Yes. And if you weren't doing something else, I right. don't know what you're doing. But if you w- didn't have other plans and mm-hmm. you were, we must see a new release. Yes, you s- you sit her down and you say, "We must do this." We must do this,
1: or she sits me down and says, "We must do this." Who well, knows? we
0: know how it actually would work, but right. Uh, especially well, there would be a, a
1: third team party team. who sits us both down and says, "You guys
0: must do this. We must do this." That's, yeah. So, which one would you? Guys fall on? Which one would be the decision? You have to do either Bob Marley, you have to do Madam Webb. You must.
1: We must. It's a no-brainer that we would end up seeing the Bob Marley movie. And here's why. Listen, my wife has never been a superhero person. We've we she's person doesn't care person. She doesn't care. But there was a time, even with her, in which that was a viable option. You know, we saw Captain Marvel in theaters together. We saw Mm -hmm. like a Spider-Man movie in theaters together. There was a point where that genre was so at the top of pop culture where it was a thing I could say to her and she wouldn't look down upon me. Yeah. And she'd feel like, you know what? People are doing this. I'll go. That time has passed. And I do think amongst those two options where let's assume even both people in the relationship kind of know these movies both are going to be bad they're both getting bad reviews both of them are, are going to be rotten on the tomato meat or all that the saying let's go see a non-batman non-joker non Spider Man superhero movie right now is an embarrassing thing to say embarrassing in a way that let's just go see the bob marley movie and maybe it's a bad Bob Marley movie. It's not an embarrassing suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's going to play a lot into friends suggesting it to see it with their other friend, but people suggesting it to a romantic partner. I, I do think let's go see Madam Web is just an embarrassing thing to come out of someone's mouth to say to someone who they want you to be intimate with.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point because you are happily married and you've been for a long time, a long time. And I still think you saying, let's see Madam Webb and sticking to it Mm -hmm. would, would create a fissure, a fissure in your marriage, not a big one and not a dangerous one, but (laughs) a small one. And that is with a very strong marriage. Yes, so if you are true. somebody who's dating somebody for a few months, yeah, and you say Madam Web, yeah, that becomes a red flag. Yes, if it's first a few- Valentine's,
1: imagine this is their first Valentine's as a couple. You can't, and, and you're saying, let's go see Madam Web. It's not yeah. a Spider Man movie. It kind of is. Do you remember Venom? Okay, well, it's it's sort it's in that universe. Imagine saying, let's go see Madam Web. It's in the Venom universe
0: hmm. It's in the Sony. It's in the Sony Spider-verse. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I'll say something, Pat, because I was okay. thinking about this. We, we you know, w- Brett, who we just had on last episode, he had mentioned lashings. We had talked about lashings for getting things wrong and, right. and only big things where we really stick our neck out and yeah. we really have a big difference in opinion. And we thought lashings, that's hard to do. It's hard to lash right. yourself. Right, and then we, we we said let's do some shock collars. Let's do the shock collar yeah. thing. And we're still working on that.
1: Yeah, we haven't bought a shock collar yet.
0: Yes, yeah, yet. Yeah. Uh, so the thing with that is, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, would I, would I put on the shock collar for Adam Webb? Mm-hmm. Would I sit here and literally stick my neck out to be shocked? To say, I think Madam Webb is gonna make more than Bob Marley, one love, or one love Bob Marley. And I'm starting to think that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're kind of convincing me here mm-hmm. that Madam Webb is not gonna do better than that Bob Marley movie. hmm and the thing with the Bob Marley movie is I think it's got
1: a a good first weekend in it. And Sure, it could fall off a cliff after that, but I just think it is an IP. There hasn't been a, you know, this is not a big star playing Bob Marley, but there's never been that I can remember a big attempt at a Bob Marley biopic. This is the Mm -hmm. one. So I think there is just a big enough audience, a pent-up, not demand, but a semi-interest in the IP. And like you said, Everyone knows the songs, you know, this isn't, uh, 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 the Beatles, but it's a catalog of songs that people know, like we've said before, everyone's got the poster in their dorm room. Um, I, I just think the IP is so much stronger and I think there's a big first weekend
0: in it. And we were surprised by Bohemian Rhapsody when that was as big as it was. I mean, it what? did. Rocketman did well. Rocketman made 25 million its first weekend. I do think Elton John is at a different level uh, just because he has been alive for so long. He's been alive longer, yeah. Now, you know, to go from me saying Madam Webb's going to beat this movie to I'm just going to posit something here. Mm -hmm. Is there any possibility that this is a huge hit? At the level of straight out of Compton, not necessarily at the uh, for the long haul, because that one made what one sixty or something domestically, yeah. which is which is uh, which is a uh, bonkers, truly bonkers. And it opened to 60. But that was shocking at the time. Mm-hmm. That was shocking at the time. Yep. Is it possible that I- I'm just really sleeping on Bob Marley and those walk up crowds and the people who don't normally go see movies saying, finally, this icon is getting. Their movie is it possible, or do you think that is just out of the realm of possibility? That's impossible. I don't think 60 is at play. I don't think straight uh, yeah. out of comp. I think 60. maybe it's like no. 40 uh, a number, so okay so for the weekend because we're doing you know it's six days, well, so like maybe it could reach 30 something and it's gonna probably do that in, in six days, but I'm talking big weekend.
1: It's hard to, I almost think we do have to predict the five day because. The big numbers are gonna be in that Wednesday and Thursday, but maybe for these movies so I think we gotta look at like the Wednesday through Sunday whatever that five day is and I do think the Bob Marley movie gets over forty for that uh, i do that's and it's reasonable and and I at the same time I think the five day for Madam Webb could be under twenty you know that that's uh, that's kind of how low I
0: could wow. see this going so like
1: I, nineteen. Yeah, I, I, my, my, my big thought is they have been so unclear on any hooks for this Madam Web movie, and they haven't taken advantage of the fact that Sydney Sweeney is legitimately popular and Sydney Sweeney is legitimately hot at the box office coming after anyone but you. I, you know, she's done web interviews and she ate the wings and she mentions Madam Web, but the. The promotion, the trailer has so sidelined her that I don't think you really get anything out of having her in this movie. And so at that level, it's Blue Beetle. You know, it's just D level, you know, worst case scenario, who cares superhero stuff. And I think five day, this movie could do like 18, 19 million. Uh, And I think Bob Marley could do 40. So to okay. me, it's not really a competition between who's going to be number one between those two.
0: So you think Madam Webb could do half? Yes. Half of what Marley does? Yes, I do. Okay.
1: I do. I just don't see what Madam Webb has
0: going for it right now. All right. So do we want to wait and give our predictions yep. to the end of the show? Yep. And do some mail. Because we were, we were teasing mail last episode mm -hmm. and unlike, uh, you know, Madam Webb, which you say, well, I say is teasing. You say Mm -hmm. is hiding. We were teasing. We can agree. We were teasing the mail. We were not hiding the mail. We were teasing the mail because we've got some mail.
1: We got some mail. We listen. We we got learned. We got mail. We learned from the GoDaddy commercials and we know how to tease and we know how to deliver. So let's get to these emails. Clayton, let's build our way up to the, to the, one of the best emails we've ever received. I mean, these are all great emails, but there's one we both know that we'll, we'll save for a little bit, but
0: all, all emails are great.
1: All emails are
0: great. All the emails that we get from our wannabe, oh boys, wannabe, o girls, wannabe, o people, people are great. Yeah. But they're not all created equal necessarily. There are some that are greater. There's great. Yeah. And then there's great.
1: Yeah, so let's start with a merely great one. So this one is uh, from "Wanna Be Oh Boy" Tim, and the subject uh, is tough on Mean Girls. And Tim says, "Didn't know where to use this, but y'all rough. You're turning into wanna be Mean Girls, wanna be Mean Boys, wanna be Mean people. People. That's it. Didn't want that line to go to waste. Trying to be a wanna be Oh Boy, so." Tim says we've been tough on Mean Girls. I mean, I've been tough on Mean Girls. You've been tough on Mean Girls.
0: Uh, Uh, It did. I'm a one. Yeah, I'm a wanna be a mean girl. Wait, what is it? Yeah, wanna be mean girl. Yeah, I'm a wanna be mean girl.
1: He said we're uh, wanna be mean girls, wanna be mean boys, wanna be mean people. We listen. We've given this movie some guff. Um, the whole hiding it's a a musical and all that, but I saw it's good. it's going to make, yeah, right now it's at 69 million domestic and it's 28 million. This movie is going to make over 100 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. It it did fine. It did what it needed to do. And thank
0: God theaters had it in January. Yeah. So, and uh, Tim says he's trying to be a wannabe-o boy. Guess what, Tim? You are a wannabe-o yes. boy. He's there ain't, wannabe-o ain't no trying. Boy. You are, my friend. Yeah. He is a
1: wannabe-o boy. So thank you for that email. Tim, uh, Clayton, do you want to read one? Do you want to read this lawyer email that we got? Or do you want me to read that one?
0: Oh, I love this one. Uh, Tavion, is that how you would say that?
1: Uh, Tavion. Yes. Yeah. Wanna, let's do wanna, it. Wanna, Tavion. wanna be a oh, boy Tavion. Yep.
0: Who can play T- a lawyer? Tavon. 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 Here we go. Tavon. Yeah. My yeah. apologies. Who can play a lawyer successfully? Jody Comer, 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 right? Comer, Comer, and Comer needs to be included in that discussion. Mm. Okay, so here we go. Uh, hi, Pat. Hi, Clayton. Long time, first time. Love the discussion with the great Scott Mendelson about which young stars can play a lawyer. But I feel you were you missed an important one who can play a lawyer. Jody Comer, Comer. Jesus. Oh, wow. she, she is the dream actor and the star that any major studio could want. She is a Gen Z icon with a rabid fan base thanks to her iconic breakout role in the television series Killing Eve. Uh oh she's won uh Tony Awards for one woman play. Oh that's the one where she plays a bunch of different people. I remember that. Okay. Okay. Uh yeah, Prima Facie, Facie, something. I can't read. Uh if you put the potential lawyers Butler, Chalamet, Powell, Sweeney's and Dea discussed in a live stage recording would their name alone make 10 million in ticket sales in Europe which is I guess what this show did so she's a big draw on the stage now this seems to be a, a UK person's thought on this and they say also bike riders will be a big breakout for her. What is your thought here, Pat? About Okay. What is
1: my thought on Jody Comer? That that is uh,
0: somebody who,
1: cause I mean, can I, can I read the portion of his email that I think is we, we should get directly. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So, so he says, as a wannabe old boy based in the UK who saw both free guy and the last duel in theaters, uh, my own from the stacks reporting and listening to the conversations by casuals, she was the sole reason they went to see both films. Yes, even over Ryan Reynolds, Ben and Matt, and Adam Driver combined in both films. She was the sole enjoyment they got out of them. And then, yeah, he says, we should be keeping an eye if the bike riders breaks out this summer, especially internationally, because if it does, she should be considered to get a sizable chunk of dividends over her male co-stars due to her more recognizable name and proven track record. If she doesn't, she's exactly like the type of, British performer whose career will destined to be at worst the fifth build value add in a film, but it could still get the funding due to their overseas popularity similar to Ewan McGregor and Dame Judi Den. So yeah, I mean what this wannabe foreign wannabe, oh boy overseas wannabe, oh boy so yeah, overseas Tavon, probably better. Yeah, well I mean he's from the UK and yeah. Tavon is saying that Jody Comer is it draw overseas? That's interesting. Um, but we're ta- we talk a-
0: domestic. We, we do
1: talk domestic, just to be we clear. Do, we do talk domestic here, but that is an interesting point that, you know, there are actors like a Ewan McGregor who probably get stuff greenlit because you know there's a guaranteed chunk of money that you'll make internationally due to their popularity. I don't know if Jody Comer is there because... I don't think you could credit the free
0: guy's success to her internationally. And, and and I'll tell you why Ewan McGregor is still so popular overseas is Star Wars. Is Star Wars. Yeah. That is the reason. So she does not have a Star Wars. Yeah. She is not in Star Wars. She does not have a Star Wars. I will agree with the fact that I think that she would be amazing as a lawyer. Yes. And purely in the 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 talent and the poise out of all of the people we've mentioned I will say that Mm -hmm. she probably would play a lawyer the best yeah but does that mean that people would line up to see her over Zendaya as a lawyer I disagree with it
1: no but I think Jodie Comer is someone we both agree has the talent if she keeps getting movies that get her more seen and mm-hmm. more get her more awareness, she easily could be in that group. She's got she's she's sort of like a a a you know you talk about the five two player in baseball you know the prospect that could throw oh, that could run. I shook my head like power, I knew I don't watch average.
0: baseball. It's boring. Yeah.
1: Five tool players, that's, a, you know, a prospect comes up and they got the five tools. I think Jody Comer's got the five tools, but she has to deliver the stats in the major leagues. And she hasn't done that, though. Here's an interesting thing. I'm looking at the box office performance of the last duel and mm-hmm. made $10 million domestically. Clayton, do you want to know what it made internationally? I'd love to. 19 million. So that's a movie that made double almost twice as much internationally as it did in North America. So there's something to that emailers theory that she is got some drawing power outside the States, probably mainly in the UK.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I think to say that she would get paid more than someone like even Glenn Powell at this point is, is not true. That doesn't mean that talent-wise, she doesn't deserve. I mean, every they everybody deserves equal pay, obviously. But when we're right. talking the economics of Hollywood, I don't think that she would make more money than even an Austin Butler at this point, right? Or I if mean, it's a, if Sweeney, it's a yeah, if it's an American production, that's the thing. If it's an American production, yeah, I think something like
1: Free Guy is her biggest hit. But unlike in Anyone But You, that movie isn't a people came necessarily to see the stars just hang out. That was still special effects comedy. So the amount of credit you get off of that movie is still not as high as yeah. If she does have an anyone, but you a movie where it's just about seeing her hang out with, with someone and that does well, then uh, yeah, she'll, she'll put herself in that position. Great email. Thank you for that email. Clayton, let's talk about someone getting out of a cult. Do you want it? Do you want me to read an email about someone who escaped a cult? Wow. So this email comes from wannabe old boy, Max. Max, hello, Max. Subject, all caps, I escaped a cult. Four exclamation points. This is serious. Hello, BO boys. My name is Max, and I wanted to write in and get extremely personal this week. I was born into the cult of Pixar in my childhood. Please remember that 1995 to 2005 were my formative years. Pixar was viewed very differently back then. I spent time in my youth watching the DVD making of special features for every Pixar film. It was drawn in by the charismatic leader, similar to Jim Jones, John Lasseter. I'm not proud of this, but I would monitor the Pixar Planet website for any news updates following any and all projects associated with the brand. Around 2011, I had a crisis of faith around the release of Cars 2, which led me to ultimately escape the clutches of this cult, and I emerge a much stronger person today. This behavior is inexcusable for adults today, and the fact that audiences today would rather watch the Zone of Interest than any of the three Pixar releases is very telling for the current state of this brand. Thank you, from Wannabe Oh Boy. Max, he escaped a cult, the cult of Pixar, Clayton. I mean, what do you think about that? That It's a deeply personal email.
0: It's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important. And I think it gives people hope because Mm -hmm. Max got out at Cars 2. Mm -hmm. So early. Yeah. And I think that you can still get out. Mm -hmm. Just because you didn't get out early, just because you've been with this company and been indoctrinated your whole entire life into your adulthood. So it sounds like Max got out while he was still young. Mm -hmm. It is never too late to get out. You do not have to see Inside Out 2. You do not have to see that. If you don't want to, if you want out, don't see Inside Out 2. You don't have to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, if you're – listen, if you're a child, go see Inside Out too. I think the, the problem is – or if you're a parent of a child.
0: If you're a guardian or a parent, yeah, parent or guardian. You're a
1: guardian. But the Pixar adult thing, that is where the danger of the cult comes in. Mm-hmm. And I do – I can't say I fear it because, of course, we just – we do want people to buy movie tickets and go to the movies. So in some ways, this is a cult that we're not part of, we're not leaders of but we sort of root for, it's weird to say we root for a cult, but do you want the cult of Pixar to go away? I don't think theaters do. It's a a cult that you kind of have to do some business with, even if we do root once a good person like
0: Max escapes it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the problem is That we, 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 that it is, it is a cult in the sense of the numbers are dwindling, but the people inside it are becoming more slavish and And more radical, yeah, and and more radical. And they're turning regular general moviegoers out, you know, they're pushing them out. That's the problem is that the more they try to hold on to this and make this the center of their lives. It becomes pungent to general audiences where you did have the cult, but people would go and sit next to the cult members and the cult members seemed nice and fun and into the same thing they were. But the people, they're just an
1: adult going to see monsters university. And and, and okay, it's weird, but they're not bothering me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the, and the people who walked uh, out of that movie and then forgot about it until the next Pixar movie, didn't see the cult, but now you see the cult because there are the people that are shaking people in the lobbies of theaters and being like, did you know, did you know that soul is getting re-released? Do you know Lucas coming back to theaters, like shaking strangers? That is, that is a cult member. That is somebody who's been indoctrinated. And so that is the problem now is that it's dwindling into these radicalized members Right, so, right. yeah, I mean, I think you have to you have you can't make Pixar your personality. You can't be the person that we got a a, a, a horrible email. Uh, not, it's a great email, but about a horrible thing where a gentleman had to defend his wife from a Pixar pervert. Mm-hmm. That was a great email. And mm-hmm. those are the kind of people that are making Pixar fail is the people right. who are becoming toxic about it. Right, right.
1: It's uh, it's interesting that. Max did mention the cult leader John Lasseter who is no longer the leader of Pixar and I think that's part of why this cult has been losing person you know popularity and people have been able to escape mm-hmm. which is good which is good I don't know if Max is able to escape if John Lasseter was still in charge of the cult maybe he would still be stuck in there so yeah this is in the end a hopeful email and like Max said It's not about people escaping the cult and never going back to the movie theaters. It's about they could escape the cult and they could go see a zone of interest and a poor things. And they don't have to be adults who only think that Pixar movies are the only, you know, quality films that are out there.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So congratulations, Max. And I hope you enjoy Zone of Interest. Yeah. Stay strong, Max. Stay strong. Yeah. Um, Let's take a look at this email from an OG. Do you want to hear from an OG Clayton? Oh, uh, do I know who
0: this is? Is it Adam from the stacks?
1: Adam from, Adam the, stacks. from
0: the stacks. Yeah. So
1: send us a three part email. I of love course. when Adam sends us a multi-part with PS, PSS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's always thinking and he hits send and then something hits him and he's like, ah, I got to add this on. It's always great. So here is, I'm just going to read all of Adam's emails. Uh, subject, Super Bowl Monkey Man. B.O. Boys, the real Super Bowl story is Monkey Man. No one could have predicted such an exciting end to the Super Bowl. In most cases, people would have tuned out of the big game by 10, 20 p.m., but instead everyone saw the Monkey Man preview. This is great. P.S., assuming Monkey Man had a production budget of $30 million, and considering that 30 seconds of Super Bowl ad time cost $7 million, this single spot costs almost a third of the film's budget. Universal obviously believes in this film, likely because of the awesome response from the YouTube trailer. But because the Super Bowl was so exciting at around 10.20 p.m. Eastern, this 30-second slot was probably worth much, much more than $7 million. The stars are aligning for Monkey Man. Final PS. If Universal and Monkey Paw wants to really amp this thing up, They should quickly organize and film an extra 10 to 20 minutes of highly, extremely high budget sequences to cut into the film, possibly featuring some celeb cameo parts. The sizzle reel needs to be beefed up, and they still have a month and a half before release. Three part email from Adam in the stacks, every part spectacular. OG wannabe, oh boy. He is so high on Monkey Man. He is the one who emailed us probably a month ago about how many views the YouTube trailer got in its first few days. Mm-hmm. Um, This does feel like a movie that people are legitimately excited about. And we didn't really talk... We didn't talk Monkey Man at all on our post-big-game trailer talk with Brett on the last episode. But yeah, he, Adam's right. The trailer, the commercial for... Monkey man did air towards the end of the big game and the big game had an exciting close finish. So it held audiences. So probably cost them a little less and more people saw it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is one of the benefits of when you have a, a scripted sports event like this, the big game where the climax is intended to be exciting to induce people to watch the commercials Mm -hmm. it is lucky that this commercial came at that moment right where the nfl decides let's do overtime that would be a great angle let's do that and so i do think that yeah they probably paid less than this spot was worth for sure And I have been hearing more about Monkey Man than I've been even hearing about Deadpool and Wolverine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the release schedule. Monkey Man comes out April 5th. It's same weekend as the first Omen, which I did see a trailer for that at a a movie recently. That's a great trailer. It is a great trailer. You But I think
0: it's going to be a bad movie, but it's a great trailer.
1: It's a great trailer, and I don't know if the... Dislike of the last exorcist movie is somehow going to, you know, I know they're not the same franchise, but I I do think they get associated a bit. So I wonder if the exorcist believer negativity is going to make people back out of us. I
0: I mean, they're both blockbuster novels that get turned into movies, but I don't think people make that association. I, I don't make that association. But so they're the same d- release date for those.
1: Same release. It's Friday, April 5th is both of those movies. They come out the week after Godzilla X-Kong New Empire comes out. So there'll be a big movie that just opened the week before. But is Monkey Omen a thing? Monkey Omen. I mean, Monkey Omen sounds like it's a thing.
0: It's something.
1: Yeah. Monkey Omen. Uh, God. You know, it could end up being a thing. Monkey X Omen coming the week after uh, Godzilla X Kong. Yeah, Monkey Omen. Monkey. I don't Omen think you is. have to add the X. Yeah. Monkey yeah. Omen. Um. Listen, uh, we, we'll talk more about it as we get closer. It's really hard to gauge with the tracking for that. You know, there's no tracking on it, and it's it's a movie that's hard to comp. I mean, Monkey Man almost feels to me like a original John Wick situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's been called you know, a version of John Wick, but a movie that could open in the teens and hold really well and then spawn five movies. I don't, um, I I see that as a possibility, or maybe it'll open at 40 by the time we get closer to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there, we are seeing more of a want for genuine action that doesn't include superpowers i mean we're seeing with the beekeepers more modest success obviously i think monkey man has a way higher ceiling because of the novelty of it but we are seeing that and i think this could be one of those watershed moments where oh yeah cool we're getting more ass kickers that you know did push-ups and learned how to fight instead of I don't know, fell into a hole and a bomb dropped on him or got bit by a spider or were born an alien. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah, I I think, I think as we get closer, Monkey Man is going to have a lot of excitement about it. So thank you, Adam from the Stacks. And thanks for following this story. I mean, I feel like right now, Adam from the Stacks, he's on the Monkey Man beat. You know, and 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 as new information drops, I feel like Adam's going to be the first one on it when when there's something new about Monkey
0: Man. And the thing about Adam is he's early. He's early on things. And of course, yes. I'm not equivocating these movies, but he was the sound of freedom. guy. He broke sound of freedom, really. I yes. mean, him sending an email to us saying yep. this is a big thing. And then we started talking about it early. And that is because of Adam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when Adam fixates on something and i say that in a positive way yeah because all geniuses fixate he's fixated on monkey man right now and i think that's a good sign for Monkey man
1: yeah he's got adam's got a track record and if monkey man is this year's sound of freedom man good for monkey man
0: it's if it's sound of freedom without the scam that would be amazing
1: yeah and if it's sound of freedom with the scam then probably even better yeah yeah um all right scam Here's an email. We have so many amazing emails. Here's an email from uh, from Miss Rory. That is how she signed off, Miss Rory. So, subject is Wicked and Disney's Panic. Hello, love the show. I was listening to the post-bowl episode and wanted to add some thoughts on Moana too. Didn't realize right away, Disney penciling in that cheap quill. For Thanksgiving means that there is something else opening wide over the weekend besides the Wicked adaptation. Dizzy is still smarting over how badly Wish ate dirt over the holidays. The merchandise push for that was the biggest for anything they've ever produced since Frozen 2. And going by any trip to a big box store, there was lots and lots of stuff shelf warming. A friend commented, it's like they have a force field around them. Uh, This is an amazing Report here: The Orlando Disney Resort just announced a character meal at a hotel that's going to be themed, The Power of a Wish, yet Asha is not one of the characters who will be appearing. It's Cinderella, Aladdin, Tiana, and Mirabelle from Encanto, which is about miracles, not wishes, even though there's a meet-and-greet actress playing her at Epcot. There's no set date for Disney Plus streaming release. They're so desperate to push digital sales and the Blu-ray 4K discs. And what were some of the big reasons Wish ate dirt, Universal's Trolls Band Together, and Migration, and WB's Wonka? So here comes a Universal-produced live-action fantasy musical inspired by an extremely well-known story, one that Disney's knocked off more than once. Uh, Disney can't afford even the possibility that Wicked is the next Wonka. And hey, lots of people were skeptical Wonka could be any good based on the trailers until the eleventh hour. Depositing two cents, Miss Rory. Wow, Clayton. Wow, full on conspiracy theory email, and I love it. uh. uh, uh so, wow. so basically, just to sum that up, Miss Rory is theorizing that this Moana two cheap quill, which I was, you said it's a, it's a compilation of unaired. Disney Plus Moana episodes.
0: I am so tickled right now.
1: Being rushed, I knew you would be. I'm I so, you, love these
0: emails so much. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: So that she thinks Disney's putting Moana two out in November just to sabotage Wicked uh, because they look at Wicked as what Wonka did to Wish, and, and God, the, the reports on Wish it's even more dire. Than we thought. Because we just talk about Wish being a box office bomb. But all of those toys being on the shelves. And the fact that there's a Wish-themed event at Disney World. And they're not even sending the princess from Wish. They're just sending Cinderella. Wish is such a... It's an embarrassment to Disney. So, here you go. You are a resident conspiracy guy. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. what do you, th- what, what, how do you grade this conspiracy both in, uh, entertainment value, but then
0: also in likelihood that it's true. Okay. So what's the measurement scale for both of those? So entertainment value. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's how tickled were you? Uh, how many feathers feathers?
1: Okay. Um, five yeah, out scale of five, of one ten. five out of five feathers, yeah. tinfoil hats, uh, the more tinfoil hats, I guess, the more likely it is to be true. How many tinfoil hats do you give this theory?
0: Out of five, yeah, five, uh, five. Wow. I think this is excellent reporting. I wish that more media outlets did this sort of reporting. Mm-hmm. A- and the use of language is so evocative. I mean, wish yeah. eating dirt. I mean, yes. I love that. Miss Rory stuff loves so a
1: dirt. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Yes, this is some. This is somebody that we need to hear more from mm-hmm. because this theory is spot on and the way it was delivered was exceptional. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I want to say if, if it's not already evident, I a hundred percent agree with this theory.
1: Yeah. It, it's fascinating. It's, it's, I mean, listen, I think that they're doing this. I mean, we've talked about it. Why? make no money off of putting this on a streamer when it said you can make some amount of money putting in the theater and it'll make a lot of money because the Moana brand is strong. Even if this movie is a disaster because it's cobbled together episodes and the rock doesn't do the voice and they get Richard kind to play Maui. Like it'll still make a ton of money because it's Moana. Are they doing it to sabotage wicked? That is it's so interesting. When is the last time we could really pinpoint that a studio did something specifically to undercut another studio's movie and IP?
0: Oh, I mean, well, I mean, here's uh, here's the thing. Here's a, mm-hmm. I mean, are you thinking this too? Initially, mm-hmm. the reason why Oppenheimer was going up against Barbie was because Nolan hated Warner brothers.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there was that theory. I that- think it's the other way around is that Warner brothers was exalted- putting Barbie up against Oppenheimer because they hated Nolan. Cause okay. Nolan did want Barbie to move. So I think the theory is that Warner brothers Originally, we're doing that as an fu to Nolan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I, I mean, think happened.
0: Yes. Yeah. A- 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 but I don't see this being similar, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. having a similar outcome.
1: No, because it's the same audience. Yeah. You know, the, the Barbenheimer thing worked because they were getting everyone. Yeah. I mean, Moana and Wicked together are going after very, very similar audiences. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the one I can probably think of uh, most recent and the one that comes to mind. But if anybody has, I mean, this is a great topic to email us about, is like, when did another studio try to sabotage another studio's release that you can think of in, not even in the most recent uh, past, like anytime you can think of it, please send this to us, uh, email us about this, because that's a really interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: revenge for Wish. It's so the thing is, Wonka was Warner Brothers, but uh, everything kicked Wish's ass. So it's like Disney has a vendetta, a wish vendetta against everyone because. Uh, the 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 holdovers kick. But I think it's specifically
0: the genre this movie is in. Yeah. That's yeah, what it yeah, is, yeah. is that it has those elements that Disney wants propriety over.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like she said, like Miss Rory said, Disney has tried to kind of rip off the wizard of Oz over the years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been not successful. So they, they, they just have a, they've got a, uh, an H on for 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 uh for Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um very interesting. Great email, Miss Rory. And Moana being used almost as like a, a a a like a a suicide bomber to to attack uh wicked. On what YouTube it's use- an
0: it's an it's an unalive themselves bomber.
1: Well, that's TikTok. I think if 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 that's more of Christopher's. Oh, it's YouTube. YouTube as well. Okay, so there you go. Using Moana as an unalived bomber to attack Wicked. Feel bad. God, now I really do feel bad for Moana. You know, I don't don't fucking feel bad for Moana. It's a it's a the first movie was a, a great version of that type of movie, and its sequel is gonna be cobbled together streaming shows that are being used to attack another movie that, that a a movie like Moana should have had a better fate than this for its sequel. It deserved better. That's your opinion. Um, let's go to an email that I'm, I'm very excited for you to hear Clay, because this takes you to task. It takes both of us to task but mostly you. Um, so this is from, to be oh boy, Mike, you are wrong about Deadpool 3 and Twister. So the subject comes right after us, uses you, says you are wrong. So here we go. Uh, Mike here, been listening to your podcast for eight months, big fan. I disagree with you guys sometimes, but Clayton's comments in the most re- recent episode were so insane that I felt the need to send an email setting the record straight. So right off the bat, calling you insane, Clayton. On the subject of superhero movies, Clayton is showing his bias here. Superhero movies in general are not dead. The time of bad superhero movies automatically making Baffa Bobo is dead. Guardians 3, Across the Spider-Verse, best-reviewed comic book movies of 2023, both are hits. Look at Deadpool series, which has never suffered critically or financially, and say that it coming back after six years will suddenly cause it to bomb. I think Deadpool having a nice break will have the audience excited to see him again. The big screen wasn't constantly in your face, sullied by bad movies, Deadpool and Wolverine delivering on something fans and normies have wanted to see for a while. Uh, it's massive fan service with characters, the general public knows and likes, not just nerds. Don't forget Wolverine's last film being the mega hit Logan. There's lots of goodwill going to Deadpool three that wasn't there for the movies that bombed in 2023. Uh, let's and then he has something about twisters do you want to just start with the superhero movies or should we also just give his twisters take
0: how long is the twisters take
1: i'm just going to give the twisters take and then we'll take it all so next no one cares about twisters i disagree that the twisters trailer won the night there was nothing in the trailer that really sold me on the concept twister was already a terrible movie from 28 years ago held up only by its revolutionary at the time special effects and sound design and the likability of bill paxton now they're remaking with vfx that doesn't stand out compared to other movies with destruction born much like independence day resurgence did anyone ask for this movie it's no one clamoring for another natural disaster movie when blockbusters are destroying cities and planets for 15 years now i could watch real storm chasers on my phone and it's more tense than any movie would be because the laws of physics apply in those shows Seeing a two-ton truck lifted off the ground, but people are running in the wind just completely takes me out of the movie. It just reminds me why disaster movies died out to begin with. Uh, Anyway, that's all I had to say. Still love you guys. And I'll smell you later. Want to be, oh boy, Mike. So, so much to unpack there. Let me just, Um,
0: first off.
1: Yes, you, because he called you insane. So you go for it.
0: Of course. Uh, So, I want to applaud Mike mm-hmm. because I can tell that he vehemently disagrees with me. And yet, what a well thought out, measured response. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our fans. That's our wannabeo boys, wannabeo girls, wannabeo people. People. They come with the facts. They don't just say, you're stupid and you hurt my feelings. Deadpool yep. rules, Wolverine rules no yeah these are great i mean this is a great measured response and has there's a lot of great points here Mm -hmm. one thing that i will say about wolverine as a and i know this is mixing him with deadpool the other two wolverine movies did did I mean, they did well. The first one, Origins, made some money, but it was much maligned. The second one, The Wolverine, sort of just fell off the planet. Nobody thinks about mm-hmm. that movie. It really was Logan that resonated with people. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that wish that that was the coda. That was the end. And you never saw him again mm-hmm. because it was such a fitting end to this character that was beloved. Now, Will resuscitating him in an attempt to prop up a dying genre, will people fall for it? Will the general public fall for it? That is the question. I have faith in the general public and their changing tastes that they won't. And I think that Wolverine, yes, is a value add. Absolutely. But is it going to be the big deal that it would have been in 2019 or 2018 or 2020? Mm -hmm. Now, there's no doubt that this movie, Deadpool Wolverine, is going to do less than the second Deadpool movie just because it was a completely different time. So I do think it will definitely do less than that. Do you agree with that? I uh, I
1: do. I mean, looking at the Deadpool franchise, we'll just say domestic. Th- those two movies were very close. The first one did 363. The second one did 324 domestic. So uh, domestically, there was already a little bit of a decline, even with a sequel, that we would have thought would have been a big breakout sequel, and it did great, but it wasn't a, an improvement on the first one. Um, I do think, A little bit of your bias is showing here uh, the same bias that, that wannabe old boy Mike called out in which you're talking about, you have faith in the public. And I think that does show your bias of, we always root for box office, but you are kind of rooting for this movie to bomb. You're not just predicting it. You're, you're hoping for it. So there is a little bit of rooting interest in your analysis. Um, I I think that when he brings up that, and there's something Scott Mendelson has talked about, that it's not just all superhero movies do well now. You have to be a good superhero movie. And I think beyond that, it's not just you have to be a good one. You have to be a uh, brand name, you know, Joker, Batman, like that type of movie. Guardians, Spider-Man you know, the the ones that people still love and almost separate from superhero movies. And the question is, is Deadpool going to be that? You know, I think Deadpool 3 tells the story of, is Deadpool a Batman-type character, a Guardians-type character, a Spider-Man-type character, where people love the character and they don't even think of it as superhero? Or will it have been a movie that rode the wave of the genre and now people don't like these movies And so they associate Deadpool as lame superhero movie and they don't want to see it.
0: And I think we're going to find that out. Here is the difference. Mm -hmm. When you look at those movies you mentioned other than Guardians, Mm -hmm. Batman, refillable. Spider-Man, refillable. Joker, refillable. Yeah. Deadpool, not refillable. Guardians, not refillable. You are not recasting Star-Lord. That is not happening. You are not right, recasting right. Groot. You're not recasting Rocket Raccoon. You can recast Batman. You can recast Spider-Man. You can recast Joker. And they win Oscars. Two right. different people Two have Oscars. won Oscars for Joker. Yeah. And that's just now. I mean, yeah. if you multiply that by the years and years, I mean, we're going to... Joker will be the most acclaimed uh, character of all time when yes. everything is said and done. Okay? Yeah.
1: It's bigger than Macbeth. Yeah,
0: Deadpool, as much as I give Ryan Reynolds flack, Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds the same way Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man is not refillable. Captain America is not refillable. Thor is not refillable. All of these sort of movies that are going to fail in the future and the ones that have already started failing, these are characters that nobody cares about anymore and they're not refillable. So the question here is, can Ryan Reynolds squeeze one more movie Out of this character. That is the big question. And it seems like everybody disagrees with me that, uh, they're saying he can, and I say he can't. Yeah.
1: I think the, the thing is, it's a disagreement in the sense that if you look at the slate for this year, you would just think Deadpool should end up being one of the top five movies of the year. You know, it's like Dune inside out. couple other ones but Deadpool based on its track record should be a you know 300 plus million domestic 7 to 800 million dollar worldwide type movie and that's the bar i i don't think it's i do think it will be less than the other two i don't know what wolverine adds cuz i'm looking at the wolverine franchise Logan was the high watermark did 600 million worldwide, but you look at the other two standalone Wolverine movies domestically 179 uh, for origins and 132 for the Wolverine. It's a value add, but in a way I think we're overestimating just how much the addition of Wolverine is would juice the Deadpool franchise. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's a for sure a value add and it was a great yeah. move I to make that, that be the third one um but i don't think this is a move that makes deadpool 3 make more money than the other ones no. um but you you kind of think it's going to bomb but i think bombing still is like it's a movie that's going to open to 100 million dollars
0: oh i don't i don't think so no uh, okay um uh, uh, because again this was the year where the sequel to Aquaman, a billion dollar baby did not even break 500 million worldwide. Right. Or maybe it did uh, uh, right now, but still it's, it did less than half of the first one, but Marvel's Miss Marvel uh, was the Marvels, the Marvels, but the original one, Captain, Captain Marvel, my apologies, Uh, Captain Marvel, billion dollar baby. This, this Marvels, uh, not a million dollar baby. Okay. So right, right. we are seeing this go down. And the quality of these Deadpool movies, the first one, I agree. We, we you know, we were talking about it the other night. The first one was not a good movie. The second one was a better movie. Mm-hmm. This third one had strike reshoots. They this movie's not even completed. Like they are doing the looping of all the jokes right now. So this right, movie right. is still in progress. This could be a terrible movie, which would right. make a difference. Right.
1: Right now, Pat Oswalt is in a room writing ADR jokes for Deadpool 3. And take that how you will. But that is almost definitely happening
0: at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so so I, I do think, listen, when we say bomb, I mean, obviously, is this thing going to make is this is this is this going to make under a hundred domestic i can't oh no no that's what i'm saying i don't think so right but for the budget and for what the other movies did this movie is going to severely underperform yes okay and in that estimation it is a bomb now what have we always said and i've especially said this is that unlike the sports talk radio and other pundits Mm -hmm. I would be nothing but happy if I was wrong because mm-hmm. the health of the box office is important to society and culture mm-hmm. and to our way of life and to our bottom line. So there's yeah, no reason for me to root for bombs because mm-hmm. that would then denigrate what we do and make it harder for us to get people to listen. Because if every movie's a bomb, then nobody wants to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So I would be happy to be wrong here. Unfortunately, I will not be wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I'll let what Mike said about Twister stand alone because it's a long episode. But he he thinks that the disaster movie is not what people want now. Um, I'm high on this. Could I could be diff- nostalgia for me. It could. Who knows? But I I, I think that. But, but I I think. We're gonna get to more of twisters as we get closer, because that's gonna be a big thing to come.
0: And just to speak a little bit on that, is that I totally agree with all that, is that we've seen everything be destroyed in the last, you know, 15 years. That is such a great point. But also, we are moving back into wanting to see stars and we want to see Glenn Powell chasing tornadoes. And I think the special effects are secondary to wanting to see a hot, youngish actor go through these motions. That's my hope with twisters is that it's not going to be about the twisters. It's going to be about who's chasing the twisters. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then that is a great uh, uh, move in the direction of things being about stars and not being about IP and special effects.
1: Clayton, it's time to read the last email. Oh, So yeah, these were all great emails, but this may be one of the greatest we've ever gotten. So, and, here and it is.
0: Can you yeah, please read it and 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 please read it with the way you read it to me at yes. BOHQ. Really take your time on this one, Pat. Don't yeah. don't don't try and do any shortcuts. Really tell a story. All right.
1: So, we're going to make a meal of this email. So, this is from Javier. Subject is Box Office Talent Show. Dear BO boys, my name's Javier and I've been listening to the show for a good while now and I am a big fan. First started getting into it thanks to Scott Mendelson, the man who really got me into box office, his appearances, and I look forward to each and every episode. Now, I'm sending this email because I wanted to share a fun story related to box office and just how important it is what you guys are doing. I'm currently a freshman in college, and just recently there was a talent show for a charity hosted by the sororities. I decided to participate and do something related to box office. What I did was I went up on stage and asked audience members to raise their hands and when I picked on them they would say a movie. I would then go on to say what that movie made domestically on its opening weekend and globally. The information was on a giant screen right behind me so everyone could see if I was right or not. I was dead on with the opening weekends and domestic totals while globally I was in the right range. Was not sure how people would react. But I'm happy to say that they went absolutely wild and loved every second of it. After the show, I had a lot of people asking me how I knew all of this and how box office works. And I mentioned how I got into it, as well as the people who inspired me, such as you guys. I'm telling you this because this showed me that people are interested in this stuff. And it is important what people like you and Scott Mendelson do to make box office into a bigger part of the mainstream conversation, which is so important as it plays a huge role in how the film industry functions. Thank you guys for what you do and please and please keep doing what you do, Javier.
0: I mean, speech, I'm speechless. Yeah. I, I heard it yeah. once before, and yeah. still. It gives me chills. It it gives me a rush. It makes my heart grow ten times yeah. bigger. And that yeah. this wannabe oh boy was mm-hmm. so brave to go mm-hmm. out on that stage and do that. The amount of bravery to go and share that thing you love and also mm-hmm. your talent and to have that response. I mean, that must have been that must have been an amazing night. And and it's a, it made for an amazing email.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the. I mean, first of all, you know, we talk about this a lot when we when we talk about our interns. Want to be senior intern, Christopher. Want to be junior intern, Jack, running the Substack, and how they, you know, uncertain times these days. Uh, people are people are worried about this and that, but they make us feel secure in the future mm-hmm. that you've got. These kids who are fascinated by box office, learning about box office, fighting for box office, you got Javier out there in front of – this was an event, a charity event put on, he said, by the sororities. There is, If you are a college student, is there a higher stakes platform than going out on a stage at a sororities charity event? And he went out on that stage and he put it all on the line about box office. I mean, that makes me feel like no matter what you hear on the news, things are going to be okay because you got Javier out there at a sorority charity event and he's, 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 he's he's going out there blind, guessing, not guessing because he knows. He knows showing. Yeah. Going out there, putting it all on the line, and listen, there could be he might know these opening weekends. He studied them for years, but you go out there and the lights are bright and the sorority sisters are collecting those raffle tickets around you, and, and it all could have went blank. And it didn't happen for Javier. He he nailed it. And and the fact that to hear that these college kids were rushing him afterwards, coming up to him, asking him about box office, how did you know that? Who taught you this? Man. Uh it, it's it's incredible. And again, it's it, it it makes me so excited for the future of the box office. I, I you agree. Have your I, Javier's out there joining your your senior intern Christopher and your wannabe o junior intern Jack. They're they're going out into the world.
0: It makes you feel like a proud papa, doesn't it?
1: Yep. 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 And and of course, listen, we all have to uh like like Javier did. Thank Big Daddy himself. Thank our tribal chief. You know, throw our ones up and acknowledge Scott Mendelson because he's the one who begets all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited, Clayton. I'll say this: just a here's a tease. Hearing Javier talk about going on stage and talking about box office on stage in front of a crowd makes me think the Bo Boys. Live on a stage. I just have that vision. Okay. And this might be the year that, yep. that has to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I think we might uh, know what our opening act could be. I mean, Javier, he didn't say
1: what college he's in, where he's, where he is, but uh, he may, he may need to find his way to the BO boys live on stage which could happen, should happen, will happen, 2024. 2024. So uh, I think it's time for cities to get their bids ready. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but very inspirational for the future. And I think for something that we've been meaning to do for a while, and I think we have to do.
0: Yes. I think we yeah. Have to very inspiring. I mean, have you ever just inspiring people left and right? Yeah.
1: So – email us the BoOboyscast at gmail.com. What an incredible uh, viewer mail uh, 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 segment this was. So email us the Boboyscast at gmail.com. we love getting your emails, obviously. Yes, so predictions, theories, praise, boots on the ground reporting. We got it all today. so send us more emails course follow us on social media at the bo boys pod Want be o senior intern christopher killing it with the vertical clips on twitter x and tiktok he's also killing it with the youtube channel we are youtubers if you're just listening to this episode and not watching us on youtube you have not been staring at clayton's dark shades this entire episode I'm so you cool missed now. out very cool so Follow us, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Full episodes, clips, web exclusives. The only place for all that is the B.O. Boys YouTube channel. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, of course. And uh, Clayton, I think we've done it. Well, Pat. Oh, and the Substack, of course. And the Substack. Jack is back on the Substack. So subscribe to the B.O. Boys Substack. And that's got to be it.
0: Well, Pat. I hate to break it to you, but we got so excited about the opening, the mailbag <gasps> and reading the mailbag is we never gave our numbers. Oh my. So, all right. We got to
1: deliver on this tease. We got to just do on it. That tease. Let's just do it. What an episode this is. My God. All right. Clayton, do you want to go first? I mean, what what are we doing here? Do you want to give your predictions for this five day weekend?
0: Yeah. So I think let's, let's do, cause I think the most important thing here is, what are the Bob Marley one love numbers and the Madam Webb numbers? I don't think we have to do a top five. I do okay. think we do have to just say, what's number one? What's it making in the five day? That's what we should do.
1: Okay. So let's, let's do it. I'll go first. Uh, yeah. Number one, Bob Marley. And I think it's going to do 40 million in the five day. Number two, Madam Webb, And I think it's going to in the five day make. 18 million. I think this is blue beetle level. This is really nadir superhero stuff. I'm going to just give a top five without other numbers. Cause okay. I think, uh, number three, I think I'm just going to go for it. Anyone, but you is going to jump all the way up the porno weekend. cut. The porno cut. It's got the five extra minutes. It's got the, I keep saying Valentine's four. Is Day it five? Month.
0: It's five.
1: Maybe five, but I think it's number three, the box office this weekend. I think number four is beekeeper and number five is Wonka. I think Lisa Frankenstein and Argyle are just going to drop like stones out of the top five.
0: So there you go. Okay. So here we go. I am now on the Bob Marley train. I've been convinced. Mm -hmm. I think though, I'm lower on this one. I think five day, 33 million dollars. And then Madam Web five day. Yeah, let's go. God, does this make 20? Don't. Does this make 20? Uh, let's go 21. Okay. Five day on this one.
1: Okay. Uh, do you think anyone but you could get to number three in the top five or it's, it'll do well on Wednesday, but then that's it.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I don't see that happening. I okay. love it, though. Again, I'd love to be wrong.
1: Yeah. All right, so that is it, Clayton. We have nothing else to say. Nothing.
0: No, definitely not. Nothing. Nothing. Except for, until next time. We'll, we'll smell, smell you, you at the, the box